They make their shots, we don't. And then they got the lead back. And then it ballooned as the game went on. And then 90 seconds to go, and we haven't seen this this year, I don't think. Mike Brown throws in the towel and empties the bench. Malik Monk came in and tried to, like, you know, get some scoring. I feel like he was the only one who was actually showing some effort. We continue to shoot threes, and I get it. Like, you want to shoot, especially if it's a good look, you shoot, whatever. But this team kind of gets themselves in a hole because they continue to shoot threes, and it's like, just drive to the basket a couple times. That's all you need to do. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilots, Elizabeth and Naima. What's happening? What's up, y'all? Kings lose to the Rockets. Uh, Not necessarily a blowout. The Kings actually got the lead uh, later on in the game in the third quarter, I believe. Uh, Then the Rockets just came back uh, after going cold in the third. I'll start off in the beginning in the first quarter. um, Very poor start, which is probably why the Kings lost. Um, And the Rockets had a great start. Kings defense was soft as mochi. Jalen Green. Got an easy drive and a layup. Jabari Smith got hot early with two threes. Herter did make a nice drive and missed a floater, but then got a putback at 6-12 to go. Colby Jones uh, gets some minutes along with Sasha Monk, Uncle Keegs, and Domas on defense. Colby stays vertical to cause a shot to go out of bounds, which was incredible. Uh, Rockets were up 30-15 to with about 2.54 to go. Um, Javal and Sasha come in. Javal hits Sasha with a with the pass, uh, with the Sasha's brilliant cut to get to the foul line. Colby has a nice drive and a layup. And then on defense, Sasha gives us a textbook closeout that causes a missed three. In the second quarter, Colby Jones hits a three. Dwarty hits a fancy uh, off the dribble three like he's on the and one tour. Jabari Smith is still hot, and he hits another three. Um, Davion was getting to the paint uh I would say most of the time at will, and he had he had a nice little paint spray for a monk three. Um, Javel actually airballs the three, didn't even touch the rim. Uh, Herder scores on a nice drive. Duarte hits another three. Uh, Domas stays vertical on defense and, and stops Thengun. And all I have to say is thank goodness for this bench. They came in with urgency. Duarte's shot was wet. Colby was sticking to his man. JaVale McGee was doing JaVale McGee things. Uh, so they were fun to watch. And I'm only going to single out the bench. Yeah, I mean, I thought the game started later, so I was actually napping during the first quarter. Most of it I caught like the very end. But I caught the second quarter. Um, yeah, I mean, when you start like that in this league, when you get down that early, that big, um, you're probably not going to win a lot of games. Uh, they came out pretty hot on us. So, I mean, the defense was atrocious. Um, when I started watching in the second quarter, our paint defense was god-awful. They were just basically getting anything they wanted in the paint. Um, and you're not going to win a lot of games, again, with you know that kind of defense. So a little disappointing. But, yeah, Chris Duarte, I thought, came off the bench, um, provided some good minutes, had a couple of good threes. Um, JaVale McGee continues to just show uh, why he's important for this you know, team moving forward and how he can go out there and give you those important minutes when Sabonis is on the bench. Um, but yeah, the second quarter, definitely, uh, I just thought the defense was, was not good at all. Yeah. I wasn't able to catch the first quarter. I only caught the last four minutes of the second, but 
it was it was rough to watch. I know that we were down at one point, like thirty fifteen in the first quarter because I was box score watching, and it was good to see that we like came back and it was only a six point lead at the half. But I don't know what happened in that third quarter. That was rough to watch. Yeah, um, you know, I thought we'd build on our momentum, um, but let me uh, further recap the game. Uh, in the third quarter, Kings start the second half off with a little fire. Davion hits the three. Um, you know, one beautiful play. I remember Domas back sending Goon down. He draws Jabari, and then that left uh, a lot of space for Davion. Um, so kick out to Davion for a Davion three. The Rockets go cold, like the great Texas freeze of 21. Um, Keegan was off all night, but I did like that he drove for an easy lay-in uh, at the end of the quarter. In the fourth quarter, Keegan starts the quarter with the bench unit. Monk connects with Javel for another signature oop, and that was a beautiful play to see. Um, and then Monk kind of carries the team on his back. He drives in for an easy lay-in, then a few later, a few minutes later, he hits a three and talks shit while he does it, which I loved. Um, and then uh, Dylan Brooks goes on one, and the Kings go cold. I think we've all seen that movie before when we played Memphis for the past few seasons. Um, it would always be Dylan Brooks busting her ass. Uh, Rockets take advantage of multiple defensive breakdowns at, at the point of attack. Uh, Van Vliet and, and Jalen Green easily get to the paint and kick the ball out. Uh, and for some reason, uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter, the Rockets started making their shots again. So it is what it is. They make their shots. We don't. And then uh, they got the lead back. And then it ballooned um, as the game went on. And then 90 seconds to go, and we haven't seen this this year, I don't think. Mike Brown throws in the towel and empties the bench. Well, I don't have much, like, good things to say about this game. But I do like how Malik Monk came in and tried to, like, you know, get some scoring. I feel like he was the only one who was actually showing some effort on the offensive side because no one wanted to shoot the ball. There was one point in the third quarter where I think we held – um, the Rockets scoreless for like six, seven minutes. And like, we could not score at all. Um, like you said, like the, the shooting was just atrocious. And um, when we're not hitting shots like that, we're a three point shooting team. It's hard to come back, especially because we were down, but I did like what I saw from Malik. And I think he should have gotten more minutes. There was a point in the fourth where um, Mike Brown took him out. And we didn't score until he came back into the game. So um, I just like the effort that Malik was playing with. Um, I also, when Sasha was in, in in as well, he, what I've noticed is on defense, he has really great hands on defense. Like he tips the ball a lot because of his, um, what is called wingspan and everything. So I really like seeing that as well. Um, yeah, just a rough game to watch otherwise. Uh, hopefully we'll have a better shooting night. We're playing Monday, I believe. So, yeah, that should definitely fire up the team. Also, the way I wish Keegan um, – I wish he played better, but especially because of all that smack talk Dylan was talking to him. Um, it was rough to watch. I'm like, come on, Keegan. Uh, but, you know, it, games like that happen, so – uh, hopefully we'll play better on Monday. Yeah, I feel like Dylan Brooks always cooks us for whatever reason. Um, I can't stand Dylan Brooks, but he is that guy that you love to hate, I guess. Uh, I do think in the third quarter, I, we definitely stepped up our defense. Um, the disappointing part was we did not take advantage of them, literally not scoring for seven minutes and 10 seconds. Uh, when that happens, I mean, good teams will, you know, 
like put their gas, you know, their foot on the gas and just go, go, go. Um, and we just weren't hitting our sh- shots tonight. I mean, that's basically what it came down to. Uh, we did not play well. And that's the result you're going to get is pretty much a, you know, 18 point um, loss, you know, and hopefully this is thankfully it's early in the season. So they can kind of get their stuff together. Um, but it's just frustrating because I feel like this kind of loss is now going to force De'Aaron to come back sooner than, you know, most of us would hope. Um, instead of him getting to 100%, he's probably going to come back, you know, at a good like 80 to 90%, which um, long term is not is not healthy. So I feel like this team needs to, you know, they need to step up. And uh, it's just frustrating that, you know, there were so many things that kind of went wrong tonight for them. But defensively, they just were not good at all tonight. So I know Mike Brown's going to have them, uh, you know, watching the film and breaking it down and, you know, probably not very happy with this team. Good point on De'Aaron. Like, I really want him to take an extra week off. I don't care if we lose five straight. Let's get our losses out of the way, and then De'Aaron can come back, and then we can start being us again. That is, if our offense uh, behaves the way we think it should. Uh, Overall, this was an ugly game. Uh, The physicality that was there in the Dubs game was absolutely, totally absent from this game. I just felt like uh, there was no urgency, and it was weird. So it was almost kind of like that thing that we spoke about in the last – a podcast where we were talking about how um, good teams uh, don't get up for all their games, especially if they're playing quote unquote lesser opponents. But a, we're on the road. B, against the Rockets, that is a totally different team from last year. So if people thought this was a cakewalk, you have not been paying attention. Um, high spots. I like the fact that Chris Duarte found his stroke a little bit, at least in the middle part of the game. Um, I felt like Davion got to where he wanted to go for paint sprays. However, if the team's not making threes, they're going to collapse on him. So it's kind of like you need to hit your threes for Davion or um, Monk or when De'Aaron Fox gets back to do their work. Uh, You need spacing, right? Uh, Monk and JaVale did their thing. I love that that's a consistent two-man weapon in the Kings' arsenal. Um, Colby Jones, of course, our rookie, did some good things on both ends. Uh, he did get schooled a few times, but he gets a pass because he's a rookie. Uh, we are going to open up the mics. Um, David, I don't want to mess up your train of thought, but if you could start off with some bright spots before you uh, say anything, that would be great. I am too just going to say real quick, uh, James Ham tweeted out basically Keegan Murray and Kevin Herter um, so far from three this season are 25% and 20%. Uh, yeah, that's not good in your starting lineup. So a little disappointing to see that. Oh, um, yeah, like, I think, what, like I said already, the Kings, the guys came out and played just like shit. Um, like, they looked like they had partied maybe a little too much, uh, maybe the night before or something. So, you know, that sucked. I think the guys um, are probably more and should be ready to play the Rockets on Monday. So I think we'll probably take care of business on Monday. Um, I don't really expect Fox to join back on Monday. And I think Fox will join back when he's healthy, but he heals quick, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but yeah, no, we just played bad tonight. Like the Rockets played well, we played bad. That happens on occasion against like teams that quote unquote you usually beat, because you don't usually beat them all the time. I was watching I watched the whole game from the first quarter to the fourth, and I just want to say that I was highly disappointed. With the starters, I felt like when you compare how they were against the Warriors, it was a huge, huge drop-off from how they were against the Warriors. And I honestly – and the bench was really good. The bench is what kept us in the game to the point where we had the lead. It was either in the, like, last few minutes of the third quarter or 
like at the start of the fourth quarter, we had the lead. And then like, like y'all said, the Rockets were just too hot. And then they ended up like going on a scoring terror and we could not just seem to get like a basket to go off. And honestly, I would just prefer if they, if, especially for Keegan, I just preferred if he like drove a little bit more because like his shot is like not there yet, but like, luckily it's the, it's early on in the season. So later on he'll find a shot again, but like <clears throat> Monk was trying his hardest to like carry our team to like, you know, make it a close game, but Jabari and uh, Jalen Green and Dylan, they were just way too hot for us to handle and they ended up like, you know, scoring buckets after buckets. And there was one point in time where um, Dylan scored like six straight points just from driving in the basket. And I was just sitting there like, our paint defense this game was not that good at all. They were just letting him, Jalen Green, even Fred Van Louis get like a couple of drives to the basket. And it was just atrocious. But hopefully... <clears throat> I want De'Aaron to, like, you know, stay healthy because I don't want him to, like, you know, come back and he's not fully 100% because that could be wait, that could be worse. But if they don't step up, then, like, I need for, like, them to step up because we need for De'Aaron to be healthy. So that way when he comes back, everything will be fine again and that we won't have, like, nights like this. 100%. I mean, hopefully they find their rhythm again and – Hopefully our shooters actually shoot. I just need to see a game where a majority of our shooters shoot well in over 36 to 42%. I mean, it's bound to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. If Chris Duarte gets hot, well, God damn it. I need Keegan to get hot as well. Maybe Sasha. Give me three out of our five shooters to get hot at the same time. But every game, I feel like it's only been one person. Uh, first game, it was Harrison. The next game, it was, you know, I don't know. Um, it was Monk. The next game, it might be Herder who has a decent game. I need at least a few guys to have a good game at the same time. Uh, sooner than later. I just I want us to look like the... ourselves. Go ahead, Liz. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think that's the the disappointing thing, too, with Harrison. I mean, he was so aggressive in that first game. Like, obviously, I don't expect him to drop, you know, a 33-piece every night. But, like, since then, like, his field goal, I mean, I think he only took, like, six or seven field goal shots. Like, that's crazy. Like, if especially if Fox is out, I want to see a Harrison Barnes be more aggressive. Like, you, he can get to the basket. He's that savvy vet who can get to the basket, draw the fouls, make the N1s. Like, he can do that stuff. So I, I've been a little disappointed how he's kind of, like, shied away from that a little bit like I feel like I want him to shoot more especially when you have Kevin struggling especially when you have Keegan struggling like we need Harrison Barnes to kind of be that vet and step up so I, I want him to get involved in the offense more I just I'm disappointed that he's only taking you know six to eight shots a night now when especially the first game I mean he went off again I don't expect him to do that every night that's just not who he is but just I would love to see him be more aggressive because he can get to the free throw line um, at a consistent rate yeah, I feel like we're we're staying on script and we're playing to our system. And I feel like sometimes we need to go off script. I get jealous when I look at other teams and other box scores or even watch other games where I see a team that will just spam the same play and the same players over and over. And they just go with the hot hand and they ride it for a little while. I, I get jealous when I see uh, you know a player take 18 shots a game and, 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 and kind of go off. Whereas... Someone like Harrison, like you said, only takes seven shots a game. Um, or we give somebody who doesn't have the hot hand more than 10 shots, like Keegan today. Uh, he was three for 12. So it's like, and one for eight from three. So it's like, you know, let's get away from that. 
It, or if you're not hitting your threes, then drive. Switch it up because they knew what we were doing. Um, and I do have something to say about this Rockets team, but uh, I'll save that for later. Torino, what's happening? I ain't got really much to say. I mean, pretty much share the same sentiment as everyone else in regards to how the game went. Um, really, I just think it was uh, more of just, I don't know. I don't think there was the urgency that we know that they can have. Uh, they kind of just, it's like they just walked into the into today's game, tonight's game, and I don't know, just expected the Rockets to just kneel down to them. And, you know, when they punched us in the mouth early, I don't really feel like we responded. And we've had plenty of chances. Clearly that third quarter where they went, <clears throat> when they went cold for that six or seven minutes, I that was prime Kings, a, a prime Kings team in a situation like that, whether they're up, whether they're down, would would just attack that. And next thing you know, we're up 12, 15 points. So um, that was the point in the game where once we didn't capitalize on that, it was pretty much a wrap after that because then they gained the momentum back. They started to hit their shots and, you know, um, you know, that was just kind of the story of the game. Uh, so, you know, that was a disappointing game to say the least. But you know, thank goodness it's only game five, and you know, hopefully, um, Monday they the the approach they took today they won't take on Monday and play their brand of basketball. And and like you guys are saying, you know, uh, constantly shooting threes when the three ball isn't falling. You know, gotta I probably yelled at the TV throughout the whole game during that you know when they would do that and just say you know try to find other ways to get to the you know to score you know don't just shoot the ball because the shot's not falling so and they were taking good shots so it's not like they were taking terrible shots the shots were good they were open they still weren't falling so they should have just you know found other ways to score but um and you know it's one of those ones every team goes through them in the course of this long season so you know we're we're not a you know, excluded from that. So, yeah, that's pretty much my uh, takeaway from it. This is not the Rockets from last year. And you guys saw my tweet earlier. Some of you did. I said, I hate that phrase, we should win or we should beat this team because this isn't the same Rockets team. A, they have a new coach that is, well, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he turned the Celtics around. We all know his work. He's also responsible for those Celtics teams that beat our asses by 40 and 30 points. Uh, for the past two seasons or when he was still the Celtics coach. So, you know, he's already turned that team around, not to mention their new pieces. So we don't even know who they are. It's only five games in and they're only going to get better. So we do have our work cut out for uh, cut out for us the next time we play them. And then, yeah, we're not shitting on the team. This isn't a, a panicky spaces where we're um, worried about our team going forward. This is only this performance. I do understand that. I think most of us do. But it, yeah, it was just a really uh, bad loss, as they say. And then hopefully um, they get it back in the next game. There have been multiple possessions where I was just like, how would they win scoreless for like about seven minutes in the third quarter? And they were just like not hitting their shots, not hitting shots, have the shot or to shot. And I'm just like, there have been a couple of plays where say Domas gets the ball and then he kicks to either Herder or Murray and then like he sets this little quick screen for them and then then they shoot like you know 
moving three and it just it's not been hitting as it normally hits and it's just like it was very frustrating to watch them go scoreless on for seven minutes and us not capitalizing on that yeah no it it really is frustrating especially when you know and I think still we're enamored from last year and our offense was like this incredible machine and they scored at will. And it's for whatever reason this season, uh, we're a little stagnant and uh, I think we're just out of rhythm and sooner yeah. or later we are going to uh, get our mojo back, so to speak. But until then, I'm hoping that we just put games in the mud and we win games that way and be super physical um, kind of like the Warriors game that we just lost from getting clayed. Uh, if we just win those games, I'll be super happy. We don't have to be the number one offense. I, I just want us to start getting gritty and, and going mid-range and, and getting points in the paint. Uh, something other than shooting a bunch of threes and only hitting like 28% or so. Now, honestly, when I look at it, that's mainly what Fox was contributing when he was like, you know, before he got injured, he was the main one driving into the basket, getting hitting those tough mid-range shots. and Ever since he got injured, the main people that I, from my view, that I've seen like drive or hit, like mid ranges were Sabonis, uh, Monk, sometimes Mitchell, and like others would just settle for like, you know, a jumper. And I'm just like, if the jumper's not hitting, just switch it up and like, you know, attack the basket. Cause guys like Keegan and Barnes, they can get like easy two points and like, you know, and ones if they just drive into the basket. Because I can depend on Sabonis and Monk to do that, and and McGee to do that as well. Right, and Colby as well. Um, and Col- and, and I, I'm so impressed with him. It's just unfortunately, uh, Davion can do it, but he just needs space. So he's he's more lethal when everybody else is hitting threes, so he could beat his man. But once they crowd the paint, he's just too short to go over anybody or hit a mid range jumper. If that makes sense. Yeah, like without Fox, what I've noticed is. Fox knows exactly when to attack the basket when they, like shots aren't falling. Like he knows that recognition as a point guard, like or whatever he needs to take over. So yeah, we've been missing that. Hopefully he'll be back soon, not too soon, because we all want him to rest up and heal up to a hundred percent. But yeah, it's just hard um, when shots aren't falling, and then we don't have a guy like Fox who can just literally take over a game and score how many points in the point paint doesn't matter who's on him he can score uh at will so yeah hopefully he'll be he'll be back soon and we'll play better on monday i expect us to come out way better in the first quarter um and if not i i, I think mike brown is gonna call a timeout in the first two minutes like he did in the beginning of the uh was it the third or fourth quarter so yeah can't really co- coach effort so i expect them to bring it on monday and like others have said before, they, they need to start getting um, HB looks, you know, yeah. depending on who he's being guarded by. Let him cook, spam Harrison Barnes, um, because he gets to the paint at will too, and he's mm-hmm. uh, a foul generator, so let him go to the free throw line. Again, I would rather win ugly basketball games that way instead of doing this paint and spray shit uh, where we're not making our shots yet. Yeah. I know what's happening. I'm, I'm still waiting for one of those beautiful blowout wins. Um, it's going to happen sooner than later, but mm-hmm. until then let's win ugly. Uh, shout out to Morgan for giving me the shout out at halftime. I appreciate that. Um, that was really cool. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah. I will say things like, okay, the Kings were favored to win, but again, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, the math doesn't math, right? Like literally 
if you're a 45 win team or 48 win team, you're just literally winning just a little bit over 50%. So it's to me, it's always a, a shade under or over 50 50 for each game, especially on the road. And, uh, you know, if we get beat by the Rockets again next game, that will not be a surprise. Like, that's that it is what it is. Um, literally, it's just across a little bit in the middle of the spectrum. Either we're going to have a bit more of a 50% chance to win or a little bit less. It's all variance to me. Uh, but I, I do want to give a shout out. Um, I have been enjoying the, you know, pre halftime and post game with uh, Morgan and Mike Bibby. Um, it just brings back, you know, those good old days with Mike Bibby. He was such an underrated point guard, but I love the gift that she gave him the, the Clippers, the nail Clippers. I mean, that shit's hilarious. Uh, Cause we always watch Mike on the bench, you know, clipping his nails or biting his nails. So, um, that's super fucking funny. I, I love that. And Morgan, if you could get, and I think Deuce tweeted this, if you could get uh, Mike Bibby to do that dance that went viral, that would be amazing. Um, hopefully that happens on the broadcast. I doubt he will, but you never know. But I think guys, once he gets more comfortable, you know, he, yeah. I mean, he's probably a little nervous at first, but once he gets more comfortable, we might see a little bit more from Mike Bibby. But yeah, it's super exciting. I love having these guys back, you know, involved with the Kings somehow. Um, it just goes to show how great this organization is. Um, with current and former players um, and just how much they love Sacramento. So it's always nice to have these guys come back and, you know, do stuff like this for uh, the team. Well, y'all, we're probably going to head out. Um, Thank you all for coming. This team is just out of sync right now. Um, They did tweak the offense. Mike Brown said so over the summer. Um, I think eventually they get comfortable and we start seeing uh, the beam team again um, sooner than later. But until then, uh, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. We are out of here. Have a good Saturday night. Be safe, whatever it is you're doing. Have a good weekend, y'all. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.